You're listening to Rhema for Today. You see, when he made the world and the fullness thereof, he turned all the work of his hands to Adam. Then Jesus is called the second Adam, and he's also called the last Adam. In the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, both of those expressions are used. And all the work that the second Adam did, all the work that he did through Christ, as he said here to the church, he's turned it over to us. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Taking Your Place, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. You think the Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Bible said, doesn't it? Talking to Christians. You think Christ and the devil or the demon would abide in the same spirit? Impossible. I'll tell you, sometimes folks don't even need the Bible. All they need is a little gray matter up here. Just have a little sense. Just have a little sense. Amen. I mean, if Christ was in there, the devil would be afraid to try to get in. Yeah, he'll come from the outside and attack your body. He'll come from the outside and oppress your mind. And he'll get you looking in this world where he's God. And you can't do a thing in the world about him being the God of this world. Did you hear me? Because, you see, Adam sold us out. God, in the beginning, made the world and the fullness thereof. And then he made his man Adam and said, Adam, I give you dominion over all the work of my hands. Didn't he? I said, didn't he? In one sense of the word, we might say Adam was the God of this world. And yet in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, Paul calls Satan the God of this world. How did he get to be that way? Well, Adam committed high treason and sold out to him. And he took his place. And Satan has a right to be here until Adam's lease runs out. Are you listening to me? And all of these demons... Dominion, principality, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world have a right to be here until Adam's lease runs out. But thank God Jesus came and defeated them. And in the second chapter of, of 1 Corinthians, Paul says, what Moff is translating, talking about we speak wisdom, not the wisdom of this world, but wisdom, talking about spiritual wisdom among them that are perfect. You're talking about saints that are mature. So you know all of these folks are immature. Well, if you want to get that, why don't you just turn and read it? So you will get it. Some of you may grow up tonight, praise God. Or at least mature a little bit. Turn back there to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. And I'll read the King James translation first. Now notice what he said in the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. In the sixth verse, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Now, don't let that throw you. You see, people in the natural get to looking at us physically. Uh, another translator said, uh, we speak wisdom among them that are mature. Nobody's ever going to be perfect, 100% perfect in the flesh. Because your body's not redeemed yet. You're still going to have inclinations in the flesh. 
And I don't care, you may have been a Christian for years and may have been an apostle and may be anointed the Holy Ghost, but your body will still want to do things that are wrong. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the 9th chapter, the 27th verse, this same letter, he said, I keep my body under, didn't he? I said, didn't he? You mean this great apostle, this man that wrote half the New Testament, his body wanted to do something wrong? Must have, he wouldn't have to keep it under, would he? I keep my body under. I bring it into subjection. Lest by any means after I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now you'll never be perfect in the flesh. 12th chapter of Hebrews talking about the church. He said, we, we, we didn't come to Mount Sinai of the mount that was on fire. We've come unto Mount Zion. The general assembly of the church of the first barn, and in the spirits of just men made perfect. Didn't it? Spirits. And so in the flesh, you see, you get to look at what the devils are doing here, and you'll get discouraged, and the devil will come in and oppress you. Now listen to this. How bid we speak wisdom among them that are mature? Now he's talking about mature Christians. Yet not the wisdom of this world, now listen to this, nor of the princes of this world, the princes of this world that come to naught. The princes of this world that come to naught. Moffat's trying to say, nor the dethroned powers, the dethroned powers who rule this world. He's talking about the world. He's not talking about the kingdom of God. The dethroned powers that rule this world. You and I don't have to dethrone them. Jesus dethroned them. All we've got to do is get to those people and tell them that they've been dethroned. Come on over into the kingdom. Why are they still ruling this world if they're dethroned? Because they don't know it. That's the good news that he wanted us to go tell them. Spirit of the Lord's upon me, Jesus said in the fourth chapter, we looked at that, of Luke, he's anointed me. And among other things was to preach deliverance to the captives. Another translation says, to announce to the prisoners you're free. We're just saying Jesus set me free. You think he just set us free? No, it belongs to everybody in this world. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. Glory to his holy name forever. Glory to his holy name forever. You see, when he made the world and the fullness thereof, he turned all the work of his hands to Adam. Then Jesus is called the second Adam, and he's also called the last Adam. In the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, both of those expressions are used. And all the work that the second Adam did, all the work that he did through Christ, as he said here to the church, he's turned it over to us. Now take your place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go back again now. Go back again now real quickly to Ephesians. Praise God and has made us. Not he's going to. This is our present position. Made us to sit together with Christ, where? In heavenly places. I learned a long time ago, in every circumstance, no matter what it looks like, to keep looking down on it. I'm above it. Hallelujah. And laughing. So now back to my illustration. I must have laughed. It seemed to me like 10 minutes. I'm sure it wasn't. 
And the devil said to him, how do you know it's the devil? Well, it was a voice out here, and he's out there. He's not in me, he's out there. Now some folks, bless their darling hearts, they got off on these tangents. I spoke about the fact, you know, we was holding a meeting in Peoria, Illinois. And there's two ladies, Ken was crusade director then. And every night they tried to get to me after you administered to the sick, you know, and so on. I don't know why, but the anointing's upon you real strong. Some way or another, sort of set it down your leg, you can't hardly stand up. So I get back real quick and sit down. And so uh, they kept wanting to talk to me. Ken said, well, Dad, every morning in the morning session, after all, he shakes hands with people and talks to folks. Coming to the, we can't come in the daytime. Ken said, maybe I can help you. They said, well, the Lord's shown us that he's got a spirit of wearing flashy clothes. And we want to cast that out of it. Now, that wouldn't be funny if it wasn't so pathetic. I mean, if I didn't have that kind of spirit, I've still got it. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Fella said to me, I was out in the church a number of years ago, 40 years ago, praying before church time, walking up and down the aisles, and a fellow came in. And so I just, I was walking down the aisle when he came in, you know, and, and folks are directly going to start coming to church. He just happened to come early. And I'd had a birthday sometime before, and a pastor had given me a red tie. And I got on my red tie for the first time. I'm walking down that aisle. I noticed that fellow kept eyeing me, kept looking at me, you know. And, and finally he said, uh, I stopped and shook hands with him. And he said, uh, that tie is sort of worldly, isn't it? <laughs> Some folks don't know no more what worldly is than a man in the moon. I said, what do you mean worldly? Well, it's loud and red. Well, I said, God must like red, all right. He put red in the rainbow. <laughs> I said, he must like red, all right. He made beautiful red roses. I don't know anything I like and love any more than red roses. He said, you know, that's right. I believe I'll go get me a red tie. <laughs> he found out God liked red. Amen. I remember couple of Pentecostal preachers, won't call their names, both of them going to be with the Lord now. One of them, they were going together to a national meeting. And one of them, his wife never wore any makeup, just pulled her hair back, you know, looked like a convict. <laughs> and they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they was traveling together, and they finally found a place. They was looking for some place. They was way out in the western part of the United States, you know, in this wide open space. And they finally found a restaurant about 2.30 in the afternoon. Hadn't had lunch, and they stopped and they ate. And when they got through eating, they got back in the car, and the two ladies were riding in the back seat, and the two preachers in the front seat. And, 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 and the other preachers, well, she got out her, opened her purse, and got out her compact, and began to put a little powder on her face. And the other preacher said, oh, I wouldn't do that if I was you. That, that's what's wrong now. Our women are so worldly. And the other preacher said to him, I know him well. He said, I said to him, uh, when did God ever reveal to you that he likes white better than he does red? See, the one put little powder on the face, but the other had a little, little rouge on. See what I mean? Are you following me? 
When did God ever reveal you need like red? Folks ought to have enough sense, you know, to be moderate in all things. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first product in this offer is the two-CD series from Kenneth W. Hagan, Our Rights in Christ. Also in this package is Lynette Hagan's book, Seed Thought Devotional. Lastly, Kenneth E. Hagan's book entitled, Five Hindrances to Growth and Grace. All this for the special radio price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And just a... And just a uh... A few days, yeah. why? Uh, on the 19th yeah. of May, Friday the 19th of May is mm-hmm. our 49th. That's coming up this Rhema week. Bible Training College commencement service coming That's up right. May the 19th, right here on the campus. That's right. At, at wow. Rhema, it'll be held in the Rhema Bible Church Auditorium. Yes. Uh, at 1025 West. And everyone's invited. And everybody's come. invited. Yes. It, it is a. It is a special time. So, hey, if you're in the area, then come on out and, and be with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth e. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.